0: In an effort to raise money for and support the nine families who are affected by the Black Hawk crash in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, uh on March 29th, the Blue Skies Foundation, which is the nonprofit organization under Brotalian, is coordinating a merchandise sale for the Dust Off uh group, which is Charlie Company at uh Fort Campbell. So if you would like to buy a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, a patch, or a sticker, all of the profits from now until the end of time will be divided up nine ways between the families every single month and uh, given to them to help support them after losing their son, brother, father, husband. The Blue Skies Foundation also sends a $2,500 check as soon as humanly possible to The families who lose family members in a military aviation crash uh, in an effort to support them and provide the financial support they need in order to do things like buy a tire for a funeral and travel to where they need to be for said funeral and memorial. They do really, truly incredible things and uh, provide education support and more, so Obviously, we are doing this advertisement free of charge, uh, because this is obviously something very near and dear to my heart. We will provide a link in the show notes.
1: The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations.
0: So listen with headphones.
1: Or don't. We don't judge.
0: Have you ever wished that your world had more magic?
2: Or that your favorite character had survived?
0: How about a full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series?
2: Then do we have a podcast for you.
0: Hello, Fire Whiskers. I'm Claire.
2: And I'm Kat.
0: And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction.
2: The Debt of Tide.
0: Each episode, we read a chapter of this story.
2: And try to stay on topic.
1: Which is
0: easier said than done.
2: Without further ado, here's this week's chapter of The Debt of Tide. (sighs)
3: already... Uh, <sighs>
0: okay. Hi, Fire Whiskers. Welcome to the cursed season. Um,
3: Slash season of curses.
0: Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Hannah Beth is currently with me. Woohoo! In Tennessee. Woohoo! Uh, it's she, a party! Yes. She had originally planned to come up to help cook uh, while... My husband recovers, and um, it ended up turning into a slightly uh, sadder affair as we are now doubling everything we are cooking to provide half of it to a very, very dear friend of the family and her children as they deal with, um, yeah, there was a black hawk crash uh, a week ago today, and um, one of our best friends was on it. So it has been a rough rough week. So, I hate how delayed this season has been, and I know that a lot of you rely on us to bring you up, so I am sorry for starting on such a dark note, but do know that we are literally doing everything we can to get this season out on time, and it is just not playing nicely. But... I will say that if nothing else, over the course of the last week, I have truly believed in the good of people. There has been a lot of bad stuff in the news, but the news isn't showing you the good things. And what you are not seeing is uh, the fact that I had internet friends from across the country chip in for the groceries for this, for our friends. Hannah um, Beth is obviously here to lead the cooking extravaganza because she is a good cook and I am not. Um, uh,
3: Which, wait, also, you signed up and bought almost $300 worth of groceries before ever having anything I have ever Cooks.
0: Yes, that is the other thing. I did not actually know if Hannah Beth was a good cook. She is, by the way. Um, But yes, no, that was kind of a gamble. Uh, And luckily, she is from Texas, as is our friend. So when she was like, "Mm, I don't know how I feel about having other people cook for me, I was like, well, she was from Texas. And she was like, oh, okay, never mind. We're good. Um, (laughs) But we also had my neighbors chip in extra mixing bowls, come over and, like, prep vegetables, and, you know, offer to run the food over to her. So, like, it really... Find your village, build your village. It doesn't have to be in the same city, but really and truly, purposefully building a village is the best thing I have ever done because it has paid back in unbelievable dividends. Um, which is good because the current economy and actual money sucks, but uh, friendship is great. So, with that, let's get started with this week's episode or this occasional episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey. Cat. What happened was...
1: Yeah, I was skimming this while you are talking. because I was perfect. like, she's
0: reading something. What yeah, is I, 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 I am, because so
1: I don't re- remember one thing. So, apparently... Let's see, what happened? Okay, Tonks was there. Bet I read that, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so... I do remember that they were playing, like, their version of Never Have I Ever or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. And then I remember something about... Was it a gift or something? Because was it Valentine's Day or something with the whole birthstone something fiasco? That was two episodes ago. Oh. Shoot. Okay. but Okay, but
3: close, though. Because part of what... So it was the hand party and stag party...
1: Oh, so. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that happened. And there was something about a stripper. Yes. 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 There was something about a stripper because apparently Maya knew that that was going to happen. So she showed up wearing like house A raven or cl- claw yes. outfit. Yes. And then at I remembered at the end that they were going to get dirty. And that's all I remember.
3: Yes, because never have I ever devol- devolved into them just trying to figure out dirty crap that Maya had done. And so anyway, like Tonks was all of the girls got drunk because they kept doing shots. Except yeah. for Maya and Astoria,
0: right? Yeah.
3: Anyway. But the burst thing came because before the stripper showed up, they were playing like who is actually Hermione's best friend, with Sirius coming up with all of the answers. Yeah, and her favorite burst, her favorite gemstone was one of the questions, so that's where that came from. Because each of them answered her birthstone, and Sirius says wrong emeralds because I won't buy them for her.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when we recorded two parts in the chapter. So yeah, that is and true. and also two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. So with that, author's note: the awaited wedding of Sirius and Maya, plus the end of our story. I cried while writing this chapter, I cried while editing this chapter, and I got teary-eyed again during the final read-through. Quite a few flashbacks here, just for the record. P.S., the lyrics used in the beginning of the chapter is actually mine and my husband's wedding song. I thought it appropriate for Maya and Sirius as well.
3: Shia, I didn't know that!
0: Also, I, okay, no, I don't think there's actually lyrics in the F-E-7 It's in the AO3 version. Yeah, it's in the AO3 version. Oh,
3: please. Oh my <laughs> god, yes, I agree to the terms. Let me get to the
0: corn. Or read it, I guess. Just keep going.
3: Oh my god, I'm going to sob in this chapter. Please don't. Um, okay, the lyrics are... Metallica. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters from Metallica.
0: <laughs> so close, no matter how far. Couldn't be much more from the heart. Forever trusting who we are and nothing else matters. Never opened myself this way, life is ours, we live it our way. All these words I don't just say, and nothing else matters. Metallica. Muggle. I
3: thought Metallica was, no, I guess that is.
0: Ozzy. Ozzy's Wizard. Yeah. Chapter 151, Sealed. June 21st, 1999. Maya pried open her tired eyelids on the morning of her wedding as the light of dawn broke through the windows of her old bedroom. Despite living together, Molly insisted that the manor was large enough that Maya and Sirius could at least spend the night before the wedding apart. For tradition. How the pure-blood witch was so well-informed of muggle wedding traditions, Maya would never know. Sirius had pouted, but Mia conceded to...
3: Whoa.
2: You said Mia! It's because
0: my friend's kid's name is Mia, and I keep we having have, to correct myself to not call her about Maya. Mia
3: all morning, to be yeah. fair.
0: Maya would never know. Sirius had pouted, but Maya conceded to Molly's request, not wanting to fight about one more stupid wedding issue. Unlike James and Lily's wedding, which had gone off without a single hitch, Maya and Sirius had struggled throughout the entire planning of their ceremony. Once the location had been decided, Molly predictably tried to commandeer everything else. She fought with Tilly on a daily basis over the menu, insisting that she be allowed to, at the very least, make the cake. She then begged Maya to... Uh, to take Maya shopping for a gown, only to frown when they ended up at twill fit and Tattings to meet with Narcissa and Laurel, as Maya was fitted for black ritual robes similar to the ones Daria used to own instead of a large poofy white wedding gown when Molly suggested roses and daisies for the floral arrangements, Maya finally had to put her foot down shh, shh, shh. Molly, I'm so sorry that almost everything is already planned, she said as politely as possible. I'm sure Ginny and Daphne would love your help planning their weddings. She felt slightly guilty about throwing her friends under the bus, but she was willing to live with that guilt as long as Molly was no longer forcing her ideas into the plans that Daria had written out. Though Molly still was not happy with the idea of Ronald marrying a pure-blood society witch, she was clearly overjoyed at the prospect of having a wedding to distract her. Now that everything was ready and all that was left was to actually get married, Maya was more than happy to remain in her old bedroom for a quiet lie-in before everyone arrived and things got hectic. Unfortunately, a lion was apparently not on Sirius's mind, as he sneaked into her bedroom and slipped beneath the sheets, pressing his naked body up against hers. You are supposed to be in your own room. Maya said with a smirk, as she tried not to make a single movement when he lifted her thigh, his hardness seeking out her center from behind her. She was strangely reminded that it was rare for her and Sirius to ever sleep separately, and for good reason. Shh, shh, shh. Hermione? Remus whispered when he stumbled upon her sleeping in the hallway, one gripped tightly in her hand. Hermione, are you okay? She blinked a few times, looking up at him. Professor? Hermione, is there a reason you're sitting outside of Sirius's bedroom? He asked, poking his head inside the cracked opening of the door to see Sirius snuggled up on his bed, an arm slung over Crookshanks. I... I heard noises. He was shouting. Oh, I'm sorry, Hermione. He normally puts up silencing charms. Normally? Her eyes widened. This happens often? he was kept in azkaban for twelve years that much exposure to dementors should have rendered him either completely insane or powerless i hate to say it but he's lucky to walk away with only nightmares and memories i try to help when he lets me he looked back in the bedroom and sighed he's a very stubborn man Maya smiled, glad that Sirius was in her bed with her, and not in his own, if what he was left to face was something horrible like a nightmare reminding him of Azkaban, especially the day of their wedding. Sirius pulled the hair away from her shoulder and kissed her skin, licking a trail up to her ear where he nibbled on her lobe, whispering, When have I ever followed the rules? Gasping, she reached her arm back to grasp the back of his neck. She moaned when his arms snaked around her waist, his left hand moving south. When he sank his teeth into the place where her neck met her shoulder, she whimpered wantonly, feeling like a grazing gazelle that had been set upon by a mighty lion. Okay, okay, I'm giving Shia a little bit of crap. That is a cheesy line. I love it. It's cute, but it's cheesy. I mean,
3: he is a lion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: fucking hate you also i don't think a gazelle would be turned on by a lion because like that's they're trying to break your neck
2: yep
1: <laughs> well my neck my back
0: my netflix and my snacks oh god do i didn't know the actual lyrics to that song all i knew was my neck my back my netflix and my snacks and finally one day my husband was like
3: that's not even close to what the actual lyrics are
0: yeah no kid i grew up in a my mother overheard a ludicrous cd once and she was like no not in my house and it was just yes okay yeah okay remember that cat almost had a heart attack the first time she ever heard my mom cuss I think she said shit, and I think Cat almost cried.
3: Oh no, that's what—that's the house I grew up into. Like,
0: yeah, you no, know, I just—I wasn't exposed to it. So, and I was homeschooled, so I didn't have friends to lead me astray. I mean, I did, but most of my friends were goody-two-shoes too.
1: <laughs> I think you did a good job of leading yourself astray, <laughs> but that's a different conversation.
0: Not wrong. But and just then, not and then not led, with music.
1: Then let other
3: friends astray that are on this call potentially.
0: Uh, Catherine said she was happy to live vicariously through me. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> not anymore. But I'm good.
0: What was that?
3: Not anymore. I said but
1: not anymore. I'm yeah, good. not
0: good. We're all boring and settled down. Anyway. <clears throat> His black hair brushed against her skin, and she smiled and demanded her thoughts. Panther, maybe. Either way, he was all teeth and strength, overpowering any struggle she could put up, though the notion of struggling had not even occurred to her. When he moved his left hand to clutch at her hip in order to get better leverage, Maya replaced his hand with her own. More, she said in a breathy voice. Harder. When he refused to comply, she growled. This is so much worse sitting next to you. <laughs> oh, it's so much worse. I'm going to make this awkward, especially with this next line. <clears throat>
3: I'm reading the AO3 version as you read this. It is so much worse sitting here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Serious. Fuck me harder. God damn it. This is. It's not bad when I am alone. It is awkward when I am not. Not going to finish that sentence.
3: <laughs> Cat slow, like Cheshire grin happening
0: over there. It's hard to perform with an audience. Goddamn. damn <laughs> we having a conversation
3: yeah. about um, exposition this Oh, uh, yeah, no,
0: we're talking about. Uh, th- there's a couple on TikTok that do all like the book talk things where like the guy grabs her neck and tilts her head well, up.
3: She's an author. She writes like, romance. And so it, it started as like lines from books that she's written to mm-hmm. see if her husband could oh pull them yeah off.
1: i've seen that where she's just like "Can you do this for me and then she starts typing yeah and then she
0: just starts dying laughing and it, because he's so it, good it at makes it makes her
1: giggle because like she's clearly like kind of
3: turned on by it and it's like she's like uncomfortable I'm, like what a weird way to have some exposition in your marriage <laughs> and sex life are you an exhibitionist yes kind of for tiktok yeah <laughs> <laughs> Without nakedness? Yeah.
0: Anyway. Okay. She said serious fuck me harder. I can't say it again in the breathy voice. He chuckled softly, and she could feel the vibrations in his chest against her back. Such language. Aren't you supposed to be a virginal bride wrapped in white for me to deflower later? Maya laughed loudly. I'll be your witch experienced and wrapped in black. "'Aren't you always?' he asked, and finally relented to her needs. Her body shattered, and her vision blurred as a tense pleasure washed over her. "'If—' she struggled to find a breath. "'If you've left a mark on my neck, Sirius Black, I will hex you.' Sirius chuckled, rolling off the bed quickly and reaching for his robe before she had a chance to find a mirror." "'I'll see you later, kitten.' "'He winked at her and tried to leave the room. "'From the other side of the door, Maya heard Harry say, "'And I'm bad at silencing charms?' "'Learn a few things, did you?' Sirius asked in an amused tone. "'Ginny laughed loudly and shoved Sirius into the hallway, taking his place. "'Get lost, both of you. I have to help our virginal bride.' she said sarcastically. Get wrapped in black. The redhead quirked her lips and shut the door behind her, effectively dismissing them both. Ugh, Hermione, it smells like sex in here, she said, waving her hand in front of her face. You know you're not supposed to consummate the marriage until after the ceremony, right? Maya chuckled and pulled herself out of bed, wrapping a thin red bathrobe around her body tell that to the wretched creature that sneaked into my room to defile me on the morning of my wedding. I'm sure Harry's doing just that, Ginny said with a grin. Now get your arse in the bath. The other girls will be here soon. Eventually, Luna, Laurel, and Alice made their way to Maya's bathroom, all sitting around the copper cloth Tub discussing the events of the day. The witches, as per old traditions, had been chosen to bathe the bride and prepare her for her robes, which would be placed on her by family. While Ginny tended to Maya's hair and Laurel to her nails, Luna filled the tub with cloves. It drives away negativity and blippering humdingers. Lemon oil, to purify the body and soul. And daffodil pe- petals, they're traditional, Luna insisted, for fertility. "'I feel like a cup of tea,' Maya said with a laugh, and Luna smiled at her. Alice sat by watching everything and telling old stories about Maya and Sirius growing up together. Ginny replied by telling everyone what she and Harry had almost walked in and on earlier. "'Oh, that's nothing,' Alice said. By the time we all graduated Hogwarts, I think every Gryffindor in our year had walked in on the pair of them. It was practically a rite of passage. Honestly, I don't know how Remus lived with you both. Once she was dried, Maya kissed Alice, Ginny, Laurel, and Luna on their cheeks, and exchanged their company for Narcissa, Tonks, and Andromeda. Why, Narcissa wondered, pausing before continuing, does it smell like lemons and cloves in here? Tonk snorted. I imagine it's to cover up the stench of Sirius. Harry told you? Maya asked. Remus did. Your deviant little groom got a good scolding from Molly, and my dashing husband had to break it up before she hexed him. Speaking of spells, though, Aunt Sissa, you're best at charms. You should get that mark on her neck off. Narcissa frowned at the bite-shaped bruise. Something is severely wrong with that man, and perhaps something is equally wrong with you for indulging him. The bodice of Maya's robes was etched in a silver, subtle silver and embroidered in a deep blood red. The bust dipped strikingly low, but Andromeda put a sticking charm in place to keep everything covered. Heh, <laughs> wizarding boob tape.
3: I was like, well- if only boob tape was that way.
0: Well, I mean, it can be. We were watching Love is Blind last night, and that girl's boob tape was putting in work. That's
3: true. It That's true. It's Jackie's for anybody who is watching season four of Love is Blind and was curious.
0: It's such a good In show.
3: episode seven or eight? Whatever the episode last one eight. is.
0: The one with the eight rude, drunk eight. guy. Yeah.
3: Well, that doesn't narrow it down particularly far.
0: The exceptionally rude and drunk guy. Josh. She's yeah. talking about Josh. Sure. Her pack mark, however, was on full display, as were both of her upper body tattoos. The back of the robes were cut to expose her skin and the sleeves that began at her shoulders opened up briefly around her upper arms, only to close again above her elbow with silver stitching, leaving the words of House Potter on display. "'You'll be barefoot?' Andromeda asked. "'Of course,' Maya answered, as though deeply offended. Narcissa grinned proudly. Despite the status that your blood adoption has given you, you'll still be seen as a muggle-born to the populace. I think that you bringing back these beautiful old traditions will do a world of good in uniting everyone. She toyed with Maya's curls, wrapping them around her wand to set the shape and then letting them fall gently down the bride's back. "Thank you, sir," Maya smiled at her. "Thank you all for being here." There was a soft knock at the door. Is it safe to come in? Enter if you dare, Tonks teased. Wow, Remus gasped as he entered, stopping to kiss his wife before making his way to the bride, surrounded on either side by her cousins. Maya, you look. She grinned at him. Think he'll faint? Remus laughed, looking just a bit misty-eyed. I think he's certain to make a fool of himself at the sight of you, yes. Good. We'll leave the two of you alone, Tonk said, kissing Remus's cheek and hugging Maya tightly before leading her mother and aunt through the bedroom door, shutting it closed behind them. Maya flung herself into his arms and held on tight. You are still mine, he said softly. She could feel his breath on her pack mark pulling back, she smiled as his eyes reflected gold in the light, indicating the wolf within him reaching out for her. Maya drank in the possessive words and smiled as she remembered the first time she heard the sentiment from him. You're mine too, you know. You belong to me. It's like if I were an alpha wolf, you'd be my beta. Maya chuckled, calming down at his words, always happy when he referenced his wolf without words of self-defamation. What about Sirius, James, and Peter? They're in the pack, too, but you're... I don't know, is there a word that means soulmate but doesn't? Ever the poet? Maya beamed up at him. You're thinking of a kindred spirit. Yeah, you're mine. It's like you're my heart, but not my soul. Does that make sense? You're still mine, Remus. Both of us are. Pack. She chastely kissed away his frown when he looked guilty. Oh, stop being such a muggle, she teased him, chuckling when he bristled at the insult. Not everyone will understand how we work, Remus, but we do. Sirius and Tonks do, and everyone that matters does. I'm not going anywhere, but it's okay if you want to look a little sad over giving me away. (laughs) Remus sighed in obvious belief. I just... You're sealing your soul bond today. That's more important than the pack bond. But not less essential. To both Sirius and me, she said, knowing that Remus was likely feeling equally pushed aside over the prospect of losing them both. Did you have the same talk with him? Scoffing, he rolled his eyes. I actually tried. I was told by your doting husband-to-be that if I was jealous, he'd be happy to take me in a broom cupboard and show me how much he still loved me. Arsehole. Maya threw her head back and laughed, not wanting to make him even more anxious by admitting how hot she thought that would be. Blink, blink. (laughs) That line always takes me by surprise every time. Every time! I'm just like, hmm? Don't know. I love you, Remus. Thank you for doing this. Remus kissed her forehead. No one else is giving you away but me. You're mine to give. Another knock at the door came, and Harry, Ron, and Draco entered. They were strangely well-behaved, which she assumed was for her benefit only. No one dared to mess with a witch on her wedding day. Wow! Harry said with a bright smile, his eyes sparkling with what she hoped would not be tears. If Harry cried, she was sure to completely lose it. Hermione, you're beautiful.
3: Why do they all sound shocked that she's pretty? I don't understand.
0: Well, I think it's like you you recognize that somebody's pretty, but sometimes they're just like so gorgeous they take their your breath away.
1: Yeah, I guess. Or it's because sometimes you're used to seeing somebody a certain way. True. And then when they get all dressed up, it's like, holy crap.
3: Yeah. yeah. your it's sweatpants. Like the the, like, it's the wow factor. It's the extra effort.
1: Yeah.
0: Ron swallowed as he stared at her robes. Will Daphne be, be wearing something like that at our wedding? He asked, looking hopeful. Not with your mother involved. Draco said, I see seven layers of white lace and chiffon in your future, Weasley. Daphne will look like a bloody cake when she reaches the end of the aisle. Then again, you're a big fan of cake. <laughs> yeah, that's such a dick thing to say. It's also not Simulta- true. Yeah, Simultaneously saying that your bride is going to look like shit, and also that you're a notorious junk food eater. Like... <laughs> It's a double insult. Ron narrowed his eyes at his future brother in law. Careful, Maya teased. Keep this up, and people are going to start to think the two of you actually like one another. They both blanched at the thought. Harry nervously ran a hand through his hair and adjusted his dress robes. We have some things for you, he said, and reached into the pocket of his robes, pulling out a familiar piece of jewelry and taking her wrist in his free hand. This is for you. Harry, this is Ginny's bracelet. I gave this to her. She said as he clasped it. He smiled at her. Borrowed something, borrowed. Maya tried to blink away the forming tears. Draco looked to each of the wizards in the room and shook his head in clear disapproval as he pulled a silk handkerchief from his pocket and handed it to her. Savages, he said under his breath. As Maya thanked him with a smile and dabbed at her eyes. Okay, so. I used to work in an ER and had a really bad day one time. Uh, and by I had a really bad day, I mean, one of my patients had a, one of our patients had a horrifically bad day and it affected me. Um, and I was like trying to keep it together and not cry in the middle of the emergency room. And one of my physician assistants pulled out a fucking handkerchief, like a cotton handkerchief and handed it to me and was like, this is why I keep these on hand. And I'm like, but I'm going to get mascara on it. He's like, it doesn't matter. He's like, I've got a ton of them at home. And I'm like, Ding, dings. and it was just so wonderful. I was like, this is the nicest. Thing. He's like, this is literally why I have it. And I'm like,
3: hmm. I'm so grossed out by handkerchiefs. I mean, it was
0: perfect. It was like ironed and crisp okay. still. Yeah, no, like it was perfectly clean. This was not like a nasty looking one. Like he clearly brought a clean starched hanky every single day to work just in case. And I was like, "Mm." but he was a sweet dude. I love that guy. Um, Also pro tip. If you can ever work in an ER, uh, do it. Um, Every time we have to take either myself or JD into the ER, people are just really nice. And they're like, no, you're still family. I'm like, I worked with you guys for a year. Three or four years ago, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no. you, your family." I'm like, hey, "Thanks." So, it's nice having what?
3: I mean, yes, I, that would be nice, but also, no, thank you.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I was initially not. upset that I lost my job. Of, uh, I, I think I was told my last full day was October of 2019, but I technically continued working for them through. Mid December, just going in for like a couple hours a weekend and like grabbing mail and mailing it off to them, and uh, yeah, really glad that I stopped working for them December of twenty nineteen. Yeah. Because. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: because that's when you inevitably shut down the world. Yeah. She ruined With your it. Thoughts. January. Predict
0: uh, one pandemic and nobody ever trusts you again. true.
3: Also, this part of the story gets me every time. I had very distinct special somethings for my wedding. Um, in fact, I have a picture of all of my somethings.
0: Oh, I didn't do that. I should have. That I got
3: together. Um, so I. this always kills me because my, um, especially my something old, was my mom's something old. It's a, a watch that's been handed down mother to daughter. So I'll be the sixth generation to own it in my family so like there's it's like it's just special and cool so I love all the meaning that comes into her somethings.
0: so like mine mine was something old was my pearl earrings that were my grandmother's my something new was the majority of what I was wearing but I think my official was like my hairpiece something borrowed are you okay
1: I, I we, can't a, we can't hear you. I just thought of a response. What? Because since I'm not married, after you were done, I was going to be like, well, I got some old underwear in my drawer that got holes in it. <laughs> so that's about it.
0: <laughs> I mean, if, if those are the drawers you want to wear on your wedding day.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, that, that, that's not going to happen.
0: My uh, My something borrowed was... Pearl bracelets that were my Aunt May Kathleen's that I borrowed from my mom, and then my something blue was my Ravenclaw garter. Yeah, baby. And then one of my friends gave me a one of those sixpence for my yep. shoe.
3: I had a sixpence in my shoe. My so my something old was the family watch, which went on my bouquet. My bouquet wrap was the sleeve of my mom's wedding dress that she mm. cut into a bouquet wrap um with the watch pin to it and then she used the other sleeve for my sister's bouquet wrap That's so, so both cute. of us have our own bouquet wraps. Um my something borrowed was my veil which I borrowed from a friend of mine. Aww. Um my something blue was I had bright electric blue suede shoes that I wore. Um and my something new was my dress and then I had a sixpence that my Dads, parents, best friends were in England when they were starting to discontinue sixpence. And so they bought several right after they had just discontinued making sixpence. So they bought a bunch and mailed them to um, like kids of their friends. And said, like, we hope that you use this in your future. So it it was given to my dad before he had met my mom. Mm. So it was my dad had something for her, or my maybe my grandmother had something for my mom, her mother in law, for her to put in her shoe. So I had a sixpence as well. Which was not fun or comfortable. I took it out after the ceremony. I was like, I'm done with this nonsense. But I don't think there's a picture with the sixpence but there's everything else of my somethings i have in a picture somewhere anyway all that to say do something fun cat whenever you have that yes.
1: yeah i enjoy it doesn't do weddings that oh yeah no no cat just wants a happen.
0: quick no she's yeah, not doing a big wedding
1: that, you can still have somethings so without having a big wedding yeah i was about to say hey we're we're probably gonna have to end up getting married for the insurance and it's gonna I just I had this vision of getting married for the insurance and doing it like quick and fast like Claire had to do with nobody there. And then I just had this vision of life just getting away from us and not ever doing it again. Like, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Also,
3: that's what I'm saying. Like, even if you do it quick and fast, like you can still make that special. Like,
1: yeah, can still like, be I'm going to put my phone down be like, Claire, I need to FaceTime you at this date at this time. You're just going to sit there and watch. And that's
0: it. Uh, like, my, my wedding was two and a half. My legal wedding was two and a half minutes long. But I had on a white lace camisole from White House Black I know, you sent, I know. I you sent me the video. And I had wedges on. And I didn't bring the flowers in with me, but I had white hydrangeas I got from Trader Joe's. So, like, I still made it special. Yeah. And I think I had a blue post-it note in my back pocket for my, you know... New and blue and my shoes were old. And
3: you had a post-it note? I know. You got married on a post-it what note? Are you, what are you, Gray's Anatomy? Jesus I
0: I needed something Christ. blue. I literally grabbed it out of my work office. It was That's like, amazing. It was a blue post-it note.
3: But yeah, you can still do silly, fun stuff, even if you get married like at a courthouse wedding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, Superstitions, man. I
3: I, 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 I
2: don't Even know. if you I don't can't. believe in them, say, it's like,
0: easy to blame other things
2: I, on I, it. I'm not saying I don't believe in it. I just don't. I can't see
3: that. I will say, like, I, that's where, like, I think you can... People, like, say that you can't have meaningful courthouse weddings. And then I tell them to go look up Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard's legal met- wedding at the courthouse. And it is, like, their, their pictures... She's just wearing, like, a t-shirt dress. Yeah. But, like, you can tell that moment was still so incredibly special to them. And so I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever you say. Yeah. Not special. Yeah,
1: but... Black Wizard wants his pastor to do it, which I'm like, okay, fine. So it's gonna end up being in a church. It's just like you can I don't still like... have
0: it just be small and intimate and just you guys. And I just you know, never it...
1: liked the hoopla. Like, and I and I told you a while ago. I think I figured out why I don't want it that way because I don't know how to deal with that emotion. So unless I get therapy and work past that, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do that. Yeah,
0: and I mean because
1: since I got mommy issues, I think that's why I don't want that because I don't know how to say you I can't have that negativity energy in my space. Well I mean Just and you and it's you time were su- to elope.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, and you were surrounded by your mom doing tons of weddings and tons of input and like, yeah, that's overwhelming. Totally. Um
1: yes. That's why friends of mine eloped. Yeah. Especially how the other day she's like do you want so-and-so to do your hair for Audrey's wedding? And I'm like, first off, no, because that's not how it works. She already has somebody who's doing all of our hair and all of that stuff. You should know this. You've done enough of these. Like, that's not how this works. So, no, I'm good.
0: Jesus. Oh, my God.
1: Things that you don't
3: know because oh, I mute my mic. Oh, that was so <laughs>
0: loud and aggressive. I like popping. And that was so aggressively loud.
3: i need to do my back later.
0: Oh, no. I yeah, And the thing is, I know, it's I, that was just so many on both sides. That was like three or four on my each whole, side. My whole spine
3: pops. The <laughs> whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs>
0: Anyway, anyway, okay. I had a whole list of like tangents to take, but we're just we're going natural. We're five minutes, and we. Yeah,
3: I mean he's still asleep, but he's he has asleep. rolled over, so
0: that's fine. He he's gonna sleep until like two ish. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I believe this goes in your shoe, Remus said with a smirk, and handed over a shiny sickle. But it seems you're not wearing any. Maya accepted the coin gratefully, slipping it into a pocket instead. I assume Sirius has taken care of the blue once more? He's a sucker for tradition, Remus said sarcastically. And naturally, I took care of the new. Draco brandished a small black velvet box, opening it to reveal a silver-chained necklace with a goblin-made pendant hanging on the end. When Maya gasped at the black family crest engraved onto it, Draco flipped the pendant to show the Potter family crest on the other side. When touched, the chain and pendant turned from silver to gold. It's beautiful, Draco. Thank you. She pulled her hair to one side of her neck as the Slytherin slipped the necklace around her. As he clasped it, she looked at Ron with a grin. Are you old, then? I, uh, didn't know what to give you, really, but, uh, Mum found this, he said, pulling a long red ribbon from his pockets. At the end of... It was a simply stitched letter, G. Maya's breath caught in her throat at the sight of it. When we went on the hunt, you left behind a bunch of books at the burrow. Mum found this in one of them. I told her I remembered you used it as a bookmark way back in... First year, Maya whispered as she reached out to touch it. This, it it belonged to my mum, my muggle mother. She gave me about twenty of them when I went off to Hogwarts. Said that I'd be reading so many books I would need to keep track. I thought I'd lost them all over the years, she admitted, pulling Ron into a tight hug. Thank you. Hold well, on, I need to adjust my legs. My butt's falling asleep. <laughs> <clears throat> also, if you guys have not watched the Louis Capaldi uh, autobiography or biography documentary. documentary, there we go, there's the word um, on Netflix, highly recommend. Uh, Basically talks about how, you know, the pressure of having to come out with another album and more singles after being like, you know, on a rocket ship to superstardom is like super stressful and the importance of taking care of your mental health when everybody expects you to do things. And uh, yeah, no, it's phenomenal. Also, the fact that he is so himself, even after everything that's happened, like he just I don't know, he just, it feels to me like he hasn't changed all that much. And he just feels very, like, normal. Like, there's some kids you go to high school with where you're like, yeah, that person could end up being celebrity. I don't know that anyone would have ever said that about Louis Capaldi because he just has a very, you know, normal. He he looks just very human.
3: Hmm.
0: He just looks like a very normal human. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And then he opens his mouth and it's spellbinding.
3: Yeah, the the look doesn't go with what the It doesn't it, it doesn't. Match. It
0: does not. It does even not at all. Even watching him sing, I'm like even when I'm watching him sing, I'm like that doesn't seem
3: I think it's because his singing accent is so different from, from his, his speaking, speaking accent. accent. But
0: it's not though. If you actually listen closely, you can hear the Scots in it. You just have to like a lot of us sing over it and we use our own accents, but like If you really listen, you can hear the Scottish lilt when he sings. It's just not as pronounced when he's singing.
1: Yeah, I can't remember if it's out yet, but that Ed Sheeran documentary looks really good, too. I think it comes out next
0: week. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think that one's out yet. I want to watch the Taylor Swift one that came out a couple years ago.
1: Oh, that one's actually pretty good. I I watched that one. She gets uh, very angry because I think at the time of filming, there was something political going on, and she was like... It was about was gay rights. Big mad. I remember yeah, when it came she out. Was Big Mad, yeah. and the Lady Gaga one is actually the very Lady Gaga good one too. was
3: fascinating.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that she had the fibromyalgia. I didn't stuff. either. Like, man, the pain in her face! My mm-hmm. God, I get you. Yeah,
0: but yeah. No. Also, if you are not on Louis Capaldi TikTok, highly recommend it because that person is very hard to align with the Louis Capaldi. We listen to on the radio. Oh, because because
3: it's just duetting people who are using his music for wedding crap. And he's angry. And well, at the time was angry and single was just like.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But but also just like weird shit where he's just like randomly just putting on, you know, these oversized costume dresses and like twirling around. It's like, what is happening right now? Where he's just like, this is my private toilet where I get to take a wee shit. It's just like, what? <laughs> the, yeah, this guy. The Louis the, L- Capaldi is every single one of us if we got unexpectedly famous overnight. Just like, yeah, the fuck it did we It also doing? did not care. It also did not care.
1: Yeah. Not about being famous. The only famous. thing being on that app has made me want to do is buy clear containers to organize my tea bags and wash my fruit with baking soda. Okay, but like...
3: Claire and I were talking about this yesterday. I literally, because that was me when I first got on TikTok too. It's
0: every, That's how everybody gets hooked.
3: <laughs> I literally went and just said not interested to every single one of them because it was like screwing up my ability to see my own home in a positive light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it was, I would, it took me the longest time to figure out why, like, existing in my home was depressing to me and, and whatever. And I realized, like, oh, because I don't want to spend a $1,000 on clear containers. At the container store, at yeah.
0: The container store. At the container store. At the container store. So expensive. I found the
3: shit that I wanted it.
0: Guess where I found it, Kat?
3: The Dollar General.
0: Dollar <laughs> motherfucking general. <laughs> Bringing that, that back from the 2020 episodes. Just a guess. The, I got to go to the Dollar General today. That oh, she did to go to the Dollar General. It's it is kind of grody, but it's super great for so the like, Dollar General. Yeah, it's but no, it's like you know. Oh shit, we don't have tums. Dollar General. Oh shit, we need toilet paper. Dollar General. We don't have any tomato sauce. Dollar General. Like.
3: The fact that the tomato sauce was Claire just got hired to do their
0: commercials.
3: Dollar General, okay, I just want to know who thought the organization. They have all of the food on one aisle, like all of the canned goods, except for canned vegetables, which was three aisles over in this wholly separate (laughs) section. I I wonder how to go 15 minutes.
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh. anyway. Uh, Yes. Anyway.
1: Yeah, we have Dollar Tree. <laughs> what, dollar Dude, Tree? Dollar Tree is bougie. But do- what?
0: Dollar Tree's much bougie. Well, bougier than Dollar General.
3: But anything, everything, maxes out at a dollar twenty-five at Dollar Tree. All the ones near me, you do not spend more than a dollar twenty-five per item.
2: Mm? Yeah, I don't know if our Family Dollar is still open. We family Dollar is also those. the same way. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forget.
0: No, because there's know. some big shit at Dollar Tree or Family Dollar or whatever the fuck it's. Dollar Tree, yeah. No, there's shit that's uh, more than 125. We it has to be.
3: all yawning entirely too much for 115 yeah. in the afternoon. <laughs> Just for the record. Oh. Well,
0: anyway.
1: We old and tired
3: preach. All right. <clears> anyway, throat>
0: throat> the dead of time. Anyway, the dead of time. Sirius watched as Harry, Draco, and Ron made their way across the grounds to join the circle beneath the orchards. He smiled at them all, glad when they jumped right into place rather than dawdled. Ron made his way to Daphne's side with a smile, casually avoiding Hyperion's gaze as he stood beside his daughter with Laurel on his arm. Astoria, standing next to her mother, smiled sweetly as Draco approached to kiss her cheeks in greeting before doing the same to his mother as he stepped between them. Andromeda and Tonks were next to Narcissa. Both witches were being entertained as Luna explained to Theonaut how she would like to follow in her mother's family tradition by wedding in the nude. The Slytherin did not even bat an eye at the suggestion of his future bride, though he did manage to contain his grin to something somewhat appropriate. Next to Luna, Neville and Hannah were discussing their own future, both quite adamant about the idea of getting married while fully clothed, which seemed to please both Frank and Alice, who stood beside them, chuckling at the pink cheeks their son was sporting. Kingsley stood between Frank and Minerva, who chatted with Molly, though he all but ignored the witches in favour of Bill and Flora Weasley, discussing the latest changes in werewolf rights. Next to Flora, Charlie, Fred, and George were attempting to weasel out of Percy the name of his new girlfriend, whom he had not invited to the wedding, as it was too soon in their relationship to expose the poor girl to the discomfort she would surely feel around his family. Ginny was egging them on, but broke away when Harry took his place between her and Ron. All set? Jinny asked him. Harry dipped his head, casting a reassuring glance at Sirius that was appreciated. "'Can't believe this is going to be us soon.' Ginny winked at him. "'I'm all for eloping if you are!' Harry looked at her with a level of love and devotion that almost had Sirius bursting into laughter. "'You're perfect.' Arthur smiled, having overheard the conversation, and patted Sirius on the back. "'Let's not tell Molly about that just yet.' I don't blame them, Sirius muttered, fidgeting with his dress robes until he eventually shrugged out of them, ignoring both Andromeda and Narcissa's objections. He removed the tight-fit shirt as well and tossed it to Harry. Once feeling a bit less constricted, he pulled the robes back on and left them hanging open, exposing his chest. She'll like it better this way, he insisted, as Arthur stared at him.
1: (coughs) Sternbush. What?
0: Stern bush. You have to say a lot or I can't hear you. S- just
1: stern bush?
3: Yeah. What the Chest hell? hair. Sternum hair. Stern. Okay, Sternum I, bush. I was like, <laughs> how, how is pubic hair From serious? From stern to bush? Well, I just kept trying to figure out like stern, like wagging, finger no. wagging, like serious.
0: Seriously? Mm-hmm. Being serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, no. can we appreciate the fact that my child now goes, "No, thank you," and wags his finger at you? It's very cute. It's ridiculous. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. He's pretty cute. I think we'll keep him.
1: Yeah, he's still very. Yeah, unsure the last about time me. we Facetimed, he wouldn't give me kisses.
0: Dude, he is still terrified of Hannah Beth. Like just, he's like,
1: like does not want to be in the same room
3: with me. It's just me. Like he
0: just like freezes. It's like, like a deer in headlights.
3: It's really funny. <laughs> Well, stranger danger. Yeah. But it's like this morning when I came upstairs, he was like, This lady is still here. <laughs> yeah. He was
0: like, Um, um, beg your pardon. Oh, it's
1: pretty funny. All right.
0: <clears throat> so,
1: if he acts that way when I see him in July, we're going to have some words.
0: We'll just FaceTime more.
1: Like, it helps. James, no. No, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, he'll, he'll go, attitude
0: think, you're giving me. Or or he'll go, no, and stomp his foot. And it's so effing hard not to react because it's fucking hilarious. And I'm like, you can't let him know you find it funny or he's going to keep doing it. And it's really frustrating when you're trying to get out the door in the morning and you're like, James, it's time to put on your jacket. No, James, it is 27 degrees outside. You are not going outside in jeans and a long sleeve t-shirt no James would you like to put on shoes no James do you want to go play in your room no James do you want to go like play in a dumpster and he'll go like yes It's like (laughs) bro bro no why except he doesn't say yes he says yes it's really cute I know he
1: also doesn't know what a dumpster is so
0: yeah exactly exactly it's true yeah but anyway.
3: He does keep trying to tackle Jimmy, which is very entertaining.
0: <gasps> oh, yeah. No, it and also poor Jimmy Also terrifying because I'm like, hey, don't hurt daddy.
3: <laughs> you can watch Jimmy just like brace for him. <laughs>
0: which is terrible because as soon as he it's braces, so he tenses bad. and it hurts. I know. I'm just like, I want to give you a hug, but I'm scared to touch you. <laughs> Uh, my husband got knifed in the back, so that that's what happened. O- on purpose. Okay.
3: D- I was going to say, surg- On purpose. S- 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 it was S- a surgery,
0: like, but surgery. he got knifed in the back. <laughs> if anybody oh asks, I'm going to say he got knifed in the back. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> By a professional, so it's okay.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. He got knifed in the back.
0: There's
3: so much in this chapter. Left. So- oh my God. No,
0: not... Terrible. Oh, we're two-thirds. Yeah, I was about to say, we're two-thirds. And it's it's closer than you think because it runs off the bottom, not the top. (sighs) Um, Yours is longer.
1: Started from the bottom, now I'm here. (laughs)
0: 151 chapters (sighs) later. (laughs) We do love this story, y'all, but it's just... It's been a long three and a half years. (laughs) Because it's been over three and a half years. We started in September of 2019.
1: We are supposed to finish in February. The beginning of February. Yeah,
0: February.
1: (laughs) It's April.
3: Wait, pause. Uh, Aren't we supposed to do an ad?
0: Yes, I'll record it at the end because I want to put it at the beginning. Got it. Girl, lights are on.
3: (laughs) <laughs> She's the crap out of me.
0: Okay. I, was My
3: I was literally just thinking, oh, those are off right now, and yeah, I just like make sure we turn them on. I did not realize they were timed.
0: Mm-hmm. They stay on for nine hours oh, at a time.
1: Oh, that scared me. Okay, <clears throat> stay on for nine hours at a time. I can't
0: hear you if you're talking.
1: I said, you stay on for nine hours at a time.
0: Actually, that just sounds really painful.
1: Right? That's why I made a face. You were like, oh, and I went, oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, it just becomes chafing. That's a honeymoon. Stops being a honeymoon starts becoming hell. Woman, stop making so much noise. That's the only... That's the only... Sorry. That is the only bad part about recording with somebody in the room is that, like... if She, like, starts scratching her face while I'm reading. I'm like, well, that's just going to be it.
3: Oh, yeah. I accepted that when I realized... For my own detriment, that I brought a drink down here and I've been drinking half the time. I'm like,
0: and setting it up and down, yeah. gonna <clears> hate this
1: later. Well, at least she's doing it to herself, so we're not to blame. I did. I did do it to myself. What
3: in the.
0: To my husband. Are you nervous? Remus asked Maya yes. as they stood together. At the end of the long red carpet that led down towards the circle awaiting them, lined with floating jars filled with bluebell flames. Beyond the circle, Tilly and Dobby were taking care to make sure Teddy did not attempt to handle baby Victoria too, roughly. Why do you say Victoria? Victoria? Victoire? Victoire? Victoire. Well, no. It's French. Victoire. Victoire. Nervous about marrying serious? Maya asked, grinning. Were you nervous about marrying Tonks? Remus shook his head. "'Not once I decided that it would happen. Granted, with the mate bond already sealed, the wedding was really just for show. Did I ever tell you that you're the reason I finally did it? That I finally got over my issues and just ran to her?' "'No, but I'd love to hear it,' she said with a smile, as they began their walk toward the circle, ignoring the many eyes that turned their way. "'I thought I'd screwed up, you know. When Sirius went through the veil, I thought something had happened.' and the future was broken. I figured Tonks would be better off without me, and I spent the better part of a year fighting her advances, and then Dumbledore died, and I found you up at the Astronomy Tower. I remember. I told you that you should be with your mate. He nodded, squeezing her hand. I figured I'd spent a year trying to make my own decisions, and I screwed it all up. I was going to listen to anything you had to say from that point forward. Not only that, but I remembered that night. You showed it to me in the pensive. I didn't understand, because I thought the future had been ruined. But that memory gave me hope, and I... I decided I liked hope. I like hope, too, Maya said softly. Just then, Sirius broke away from the center of the circle, and all of the guests gasped at the sight, some more than likely worried that he was making a run for it. Maya braced herself at his speed, eyes wide, but she laughed when he tore her out of Remus's gentle grip, spinning her around in his arms and kissing her thoroughly. Shh, shh. I know I've only said it casually, and never with the intention you deserve. He took in a slow and deep breath, and then stared into her eyes. But I love you. It's bloody terrifying and painful, Sirius said putting a hand over his bare skin, where her name was visibly inked into him over his heart. A drunken joke turned permanent romantic gesture. And most days when I look at you, I feel like my chest will cave in on me unless I say something. But I still usually choose not to say anything. Why? she asked with a frown, tracing the edges of his lips with her finger, smiling softly when he paused to kiss the tip. Stubborn pride, Sirius suggested. I love you too, Sirius. More than Remus? He inquired in a light teasing tone. Pratt, Maya rolled her eyes, slapping his chest. Merlin, you two are dramatic, Remus muttered. Shaking his head in quiet laughter as they engaged in an awkwardly intense snogging session in the middle of the orchards halfway down the aisle. After at least half a minute, when Sirius's hands had relocated to Maya's backside, Remus loudly cleared his throat. <coughs> Can we? Sirius grinned as he pulled away. Couldn't help myself. Look at her. He kissed her swollen lips once more and reached for his wand. One thing, though. Frowning, Maya asked, what's wrong? Sirius said nothing as he touched the tip of his wand to her neck, whispering, finite and revealing the love-bite he had placed there earlier that morning. He waggled his eyebrows at her, and then turned, skipping back towards the circle. Maya sighed irritably. How bad is it? Remus looked at her neck. Pretty obvious. Was it just me, or was he not wearing a shirt? Still time to change your mind? He jokingly offered. Maya chose to laugh, and she wrapped her hand around Remus's arm. Never. When the circle parted to allow them inside, Maya glared at Sirius. Pratt. Ladies and gentlemen, Arthur began, grinning at the annoyed look on Maya's face. We are gathered here today to celebrate the marriage of these two wonderful people. Sirius Black and Hermione Potter come today to bind their lives and their magic together, to seal a soul bond that has withstood the test of time. Several people chuckled a love that has quite literally spanned more than three decades, two wars, and several lifetimes of difficult choices that have brought them here to this moment. Fortunately, for many of us, we've been able to watch their love grow and see the wonder that they bring out in each other. I think I speak for everyone when I say that we are so very happy to be here, and we are thrilled that you both wish to share this beautiful day with us all, your family and friends. Who presents this witch? Remus stepped forward, holding his head high and proud. I do, he said firmly, gently brushing his thumb over Maya's knuckles as her fingers held onto his arm. She's always been mine to give. He pulled both of Maya's hands into his, kissing the inside of her wrists before reaching out to Sirius's hand and giving one best friend over to the other. Arthur leant forward, tying Sirius and Maya's hands together with a golden cord before asking, "'How does this couple come today with the blessings of their house?' Immediately, Harry and Tonks stepped forward, each with a different colored cord. "'I, Nymphadora Lupin!' Several people in the circle had a chuckle at Tonks's expense, much to the annoyance of Andromeda. "'Blood cousin of Sirius Black and chosen representative of our family, "'give my blessing for my cousin to forever bind the House of Potter to the House of Black.' "'She stepped forward, grinning as she tied the black cord in her hand around Sirius's wrist "'and then secured it to Maya's. "'Harry stepped up and spoke. "'I, Harry Potter, bonded brother of Hermione Potter, "'give my blessing for my sister to forever bind the House of Black to the House of Potter.' He then tied the red cord in his hand round Maya's wrist, and secured the opposite end to Sirius's, stopping only to kiss Hermione's cheek. Sirius and Maya, these cords are symbolic of the vows you will each take, tying you to the same house, uniting your families as friends and allies from this moment forward, and in the process binding together your hearts and your magic— sealing the soul bond that has been prepared and provoked for many years. As your hands have been bound together, so shall the rest of your lives be bound together. Do you each come here this day of your own free will? Arthur asked. We We do, do. they said together. Do you swear upon your magic to be faithful partners throughout your lives? We We do. Do Do you swear upon your magic to establish between yourselves a lifelong friendship? We We do. do. "'Do you swear upon your magic to love one another without reservation?' "'We We do.' "'Do Do you swear upon your magic to stand by one another in sickness and health, in plenty and in want, in times of joy and sorrow, in years of peace and in war?' "'No,' Sirius blurted out. "'No more sorrow, no more war.' "'Hermione Potter,' Arthur said with a smile, "'turn to your new lord husband and make your vow.' I, Hermione Potter, give to you, Sirius Black, my love, my friendship, my support, and my protection. I take your name as my own and uphold it with honor and respect. I pledge to you, our firstborn child, to serve as your heir, who will carry on the legacy of our houses so that our courage and craft will always be pure. She smiled as she spoke their combined house words, noting that Narcissa and Andromeda were dabbing at the tears in their eyes. "'I willingly bind myself to you until death separates us, "'when our souls will wait for one another in the afterlife "'to be united once again. "'I swear this vow upon my magic.' "'Zusipium, illud, vinculum.' "'Maya smiled and mouthed, "'I love you.' "'Sirius sighed, wondering how in hell he'd ended up so lucky. "'Sirius Black, turn to your new lady-wife and make your vow.' I, Sirius Black, give to you, Hermione Potter, my love, my friendship, my support, and my protection, though you'll hardly need it, he said with a sly grin. I willingly bind our houses together, knowing that you will help me cleanse my own of all darkness and reignite the magic of yours. I pledge to you my wand to serve and defend you, and my life to be given for any purpose you have need, to give you as many children as your heart desires, and to raise them to know that our courage and craft will always be pure. I willingly bind myself to you until death separates us, when our souls will wait for one another in the afterlife to be reunited once again. I swear this vow upon my magic. Suscipium Ilud Vinculum. The black cord around his wrist turned silver, intertwining with a single gold cord wrapped between them. Maya and Sirius gasped simultaneously, as the physical cords tying them together glowed, physically representing the soul bond between them, sealing itself together. Sirius could feel as magic seeped inside the thread, filling every break, tear, hole, and gap. The bond briefly felt as though it were on fire, like metal being put out into a forge to be reshaped only to be plunged into water a moment later, solid as unbreakable steel. Their hearts beat rapidly and didn't sink as the magic settled over them. Holy shit, Sirius whispered, his skin still vibrating as he stared at Maya. She was shaking too, but she smirked at his words and muttered, Poet. Arthur laughed at the couple and joyfully announced, "'I now declare you bonded for life!' "'Unlike the way he kissed her halfway down the aisle, Sirius stepped forward gently, reverently. "'He remembered the moment he opened his eyes "'after being pulled back from the veil, "'fully expecting to meet his maker, "'only to be faced with the sight of chocolate eyes, "'now once again to Amber, "'as they stared down at him with worry. "'The worries were long gone, he realized, "'and all there was left to do was live.' so he kissed her with that in mind. When he pulled away, deaf to the sounds of cheers around them, he smiled at the sight of a gentle blush on her skin. "'One day, you won't do that any more," he whispered, touching her cheek. Raising a curious brow, she asked, "'Do what?' "'Be embarrassed about how I make you feel.' Maya laughed, the sound sweet and light and full of endless possibilities." Sirius grinned and kissed her again, drinking in the taste of her, his witch, his wife. She tasted how fire whiskey felt. And that's the chapter, and technically the end of the book, minus epilogues. Oh my god. Wait,
1: what? That's it? There's no, there's two There's epilogues. three. I was going to say, if that's how that crap ends, I'm mad. I'm out of here. No, no, no,
0: no. There's three epilogues.
1: Okay. I was going to say, that's rude. (laughs) They are They're full chapters.
0: Yeah. We got full
1: satisfaction.
3: Okay. I I forgot. So I love hand fasting. I learned about it after reading Dead of Time for the first time. Um, And one of my best friends from college got married um, not long after reading Dead of Time. And I forgot how many of the little ceremonies from this that she like subtly incorporated into her wedding day. Like she took a bath in the morning. She was in a bikini and all of us sat around and chatted and she drank tea in her bath that was like a cup of tea. And um, while we hung out and got ready together and then... um, they did a hand fasting. She's mm. um, Scottish, and so they did. Like, that's a traditionally yeah. Scotch-Irish thing, and they um, are Celtic.
0: Hand, hand fasting counts as a legal wedding for a year.
3: I didn't know that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that it still does, but back in the day, hand fasting was, it was essentially, like, the legal versus big white fluffy. Got it. Um, So, yeah, it, it would stand for a year.
3: Yeah, so they did a, a hand fasting um, as part of their ceremony, which was really cool. And the way they did it was each of their um, wedding party added a cord to oh, their I thing, love that. and so she now has a giant knot that we tied as part of their like hand fasting that we all helped um, tie together. And it was I don't know, it was just really cool.
0: I so I always that. think
3: about her when I read this chapter.
0: That's really cute.
3: Yeah, it was really
0: sweet. All right. Um, we do have a number of patrons to thank. So for the month of April, let's thank our patrons. We'd like to thank our new dogs, stags, and wolves. We'd like to thank Cody, Jessica, Olivia, and Rebecca. We'd also like to thank our April Foxes, Muggle Trucker, Umbitches Getting Stitches, Tyler Maria, Anthony, Tori, Stacy, Camille, Miriam, Shannon, Patrick, Martina, Kayla, Nicole, Sandra, Claire, Soraya, Jordan, Crystal, Ryland, Carissa, Kenny, Rachel, Mommers, Tiffany, Karina, Melissa, Kaylin, April, Carly, Queen Shia's Tear Donor, Audrey, Aggie May, Cauldron Mist, Susan, Cassie, Samantha, Ryder, Misha, Kendra, Chestnut Customs Art, Chris Burks, Crystal, Brittany, Jillian, Juliana, Becky, Sylvia, Jesse, Diana, Frau Holly, Jasmine, Matthew, and Cheryl. And with that, we will see you at some point on... Fire Whiskey. Someday. (laughs) If it comes out does that Make
3: It a Fire Whiskey Friday, that's what I want to know on a wednesday suddenly it's a fire whiskey
0: friday yeah yeah it's fine we love you
2: thank you for listening to another episode of fire whiskey and honey
0: a special thank you to shia Lani for allowing us to read your story
2: and thank you to blue ivy creations for creating our logo and hannah beth for editing our episode.
0: You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod.
2: And on Twitter at FWHpodcast.
0: And on our website, FWHpod.com.
2: If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content, please support us on Patreon and review us on Apple
0: Podcasts. Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you. See you next
2: Fire Whiskey Friday.